0: Design or Die podcast meant to connect creatives together and help you navigate the struggles and the triumphs of what it means to be an entrepreneur so that you and your business can thrive. I'm your host, Colette. Let's get creative. All right, we have Amanda and Rob on the pod today. It is actually St. Patrick's Day, so happy St. Patrick's Day.
1: Happy St. Patrick's Day. We've got a green.
0: I see that. Yeah, I'm really lacking today, but that's all right. (laughs) Hopefully, I'll celebrate this weekend. So Amanda and Rob own Just Mystic out of Mystic, Connecticut. So why don't you just talk about your business and how you got started?
1: Sure. Do you want me to take Uh, it off? I'll just basically say
2: how we got started was... um, Rob was looking for a plain mystic sweatshirt and couldn't seem to locate one. And we happened to be um, in Newport um, just visiting and noticed that there's plenty of apparel, you know, featuring the town and all that. And we love a simple design um, always. And so we kind of started from there and we both have, you know, loved design in the past as far as apparel and interior and all of that. And so Rob, kind of went for it and
1: well have a lot of ideas i think amanda and i've always had lots of ideas you know both individually and kind of together we've thought about a few and uh this one was just a little bit well timed because we saw a gap in the market as well um again because we you know we were in newport and we you know spent a lot of time in nantucket and martha's vineyard and you've seen you know whether it's kind of like small businesses that succeed and you know Representing local towns or big businesses like Vineyard Vines succeed, and so that's kind of where we, you know we saw a great opportunity to represent you know the place that we call home. And yeah, and uh, so it, it was good timing, and we both kind of have different skill sets that uh, complement each other. Uh, you know, I think our entrepreneurial backgrounds and interests, and our own um, experience in different realms of design, you know, just really made it possible for us to quickly kind of prototype an idea and, and bring it to life
0: awesome so for people not from the northeast who talk about mystic connecticut a little bit more talk about like the the vibe you get when you're there
2: um i just basically feel like you're entering like a storybook setting just very quaint local and um everybody that walks in here just you know really can't believe like it's just how picturesque it is just with the water views the small town feel small businesses there's still plenty of you know there's not many chain things anywhere around here. So that kind of gives it that great small town feel. Um, yeah. It's one of the great
0: things I love about New England in yeah. general is all the, the homey
3: feels and mm-hmm. the small
0: businesses mm-hmm. and the quaint old building. So amazing. so I don't know if this is true. I don't know if you guys, if you guys are Gilmore Girls fans. I am. <laughs> but I heard that Stars Hollow is actually based around the, the downtown stick. Um, the gazebo, the, the little businesses, and the little church. So I don't know if that's true, but I want to look into it more. I know it's based, you know, in Connecticut, in General, but I think that was one of the points that was um, a focus for when we're filming. Cool.
1: Well, yeah. So the, I think the town setting is based on a town in Litchfield, Connecticut. But mm, okay, a lot of people come here and will say like, "Oh, this looks like Gilmore Girls." And yeah. truly, though we see Lifetime and Hallmark filming movies mm-hmm. here all the time. And mm-hmm. so like, we we'll, we've had, you know, multiple celebrities come in the shop over the last year because they're li- literally filming on set here. Yeah, so really I think cool. when, when, when you're asking like how to describe mystic as uh, you could just say, imagine a lifetime movie and people uh, yeah. would get that. But I think also just to add to some other things, may I think there's a huge maritime shipbuilding legacy here. And so with Mystic Seaport Museum, there's still kinda of a lot of that preserved. And um, you know, so I think you just kind of get some of that uh historic charm of these old industries, some of which are still functioning today because, you know, you ha- you do have to build boats and maintain boats somewhere and sails and that type of stuff. And, you know, this is this is where it's still happening.
2: Yep. And yeah. And there's such a variety of food now here too. It's like become like a destination for that as well. So
0: uh, that was one of the first places I visited in Connecticut. So, you know, I was from New York and I actually went to stick a few times before deciding to move to Connecticut it was such an awesome place. And it's right across the water. You can take the ferry in, which mm-hmm. is really nice, easy access to everything. And the aquarium is really awesome, too. Of course,
3: yes. Yeah.
0: So how did you guys meet? Did you meet through business or friendship and what was your background's? And how did you kind of merge that to create this? Well, th- th- this
1: is a this is a fun one because we we we're brother and sister. So, okay. Um. So that's that's an easy one. We we met. Oh, when, I didn't know that. Yeah, we met when <laughs> I, I was met born.
3: Our birth. <laughs> oh wow.
2: So you've been around we've been a
3: while. Been born,
2: yeah. <laughs> um. But yes. But we've always shared like this kind of same interest, like design.
1: So Amanda's had a lot of entrepreneurial uh kind of passions and you know little businesses on the side you know selling like you know graphic prints and things that you know truly like her own art and whatnot um i've kind of taken more of a corporate path um but have been interested in more entrepreneurial things and so you know i think that's kind of where we ultimately merged was just you know our interest in entrepreneurship and and design really yeah, kind of always been, uh, you know, fans of design. Whether it's been like, you know, more in fashion or interior design, um, but yeah, that's. But yeah, so we we merged our interests, uh, but we've known each other for my whole
2: life. Numbers. <laughs> so you guys are both kind of.
0: <laughs> you both kind of have been in the creative pursuits though yes. your whole life. It sounds yeah. like. Which yeah. Is really
3: cool. Yeah.
0: Like where did you start with your business? Did you start selling online? When did mm-hmm. you find out that you were ready to like open a physical shop? Like what are the steps you took to get there?
2: Well, we truly started with a tent on the side of the street in Mystic just to see what the interest was. Um and um that's basically how we started. So getting that actually was more difficult than we thought, just getting a permit to do that. So um that was where we started. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we, we started in parallel with with the pop-up as Amanda mentioned and um and online, because frankly today it's very easy to start an online anything, but to do it well is a different story, but nonetheless, you know while while we could do the online portion, we had the physical portion, of the pop-up, but kind of like we recognized that like to really realize the vision we had, we had to have a you know brick and mortar store, mm-hmm. and so that just kind of came down to us building relationships around town and getting lucky with timing and um, finding a great retail store to, to actually open that up. So, you know, we still do, of course, uh, drive some of our business through online, uh, but most of it is is brick and mortar. And, you know, over time, we'll balance that out a little bit. But, you know, in, today, the brick and mortar is where, we, you know, we really enjoy by kind of building the business. And, you know, we can talk more about it, but like we just, you know, just reopened right. and Amanda led, you know, given her background, just led the redesign of the store.
2: Yeah. So I don't think we ever discussed being ready. It just kind of you right. have to do, you know, this is a great opportunity and we just wanted to do it. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it it's important to decide like what's the best route for the business that you're in. So I think having that local store is really important you're selling local items to yeah. people who live there and also tourists. So that's like a great, you know, middle destination where everyone to kind of access it
2: right and we i love the customer interaction as well like you know obviously we'll get that online but just seeing people face to face is really nice
3: yeah
0: so i guess this is good timing because you just opened back up the shop so what did you do to it like did you talk about like what it looked like when you bought it what do you do to it what does it look like now and where do you see that going
2: basically when we it was basically we just kind of I mean we did our best but there were not really like real walls there the floors were not redone they're 40 year old floors that have been you know walked on um. kind of a mess so honestly it's a lot of cosmetic but it made such a big difference just clean and simple like our slogan is really like a uh, clean classic and simple and that's kind of the design we went with as well just light wood white so we redid the floors uh, made a cool design featured wall yeah, I mean, it is night and day to us. And we're also, you know, sh- also sharing space with the Mystic Chamber of Commerce. So that um, oh, cool. was integral in the design as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, Whaler's in, so they, they're a, a really beautiful you know, luxury boutique hotel across the street from us. And so they actually own the building. Um, and, you know, we're grateful to be their, their tenants here. But yeah, it, we've done a massive transformation, a big facelift on it. So some of it's aesthetic, But we've also added, you know, like very functional things like a really cool dressing room Mm. (laughs) and uh, which we love. Uh, But we also had like a little kid section with toys because it was a toy store. And so we're honoring that legacy. And yeah, we're it's not it's not totally public yet, but we are adding a little coffee bar as well uh oh, because we get some love coffee and tea right
2: yeah. and shopping while you're that's doing so. that. yes <laughs> and we actually it was so funny we added two like you know cozy chairs and like that's also because people you know, like oh my god the chair you know so just funny what people like, gravitate towards right just the design element that was great to throw in there but yeah so yeah we just like redid the floors add you know fresh everything basically so it looks like a brand new store which it is yeah
0: i can't wait to come check it out i saw some pictures that you posted in a little video, but I'm sure in person, it's been better. Yes. Yeah. So you said that it was originally a toy store. How long was that there for? Do you know?
2: I keep saying 30 plus years. I mean, it was 30 plus years. I don't know the exact number, but yes.
0: Right. So it's like a staple in the town.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So
0: I like how you incorporated a little bit into that. So people that maybe don't know that the business has changed come there and they're like, they still see what they want to see, but then also get to check you guys
1: out. Really cool. We literally just had a customer come in with her kids and the kids were like, Oh no, no more toys. Said, well, actually <laughs> yeah. look to your left. Yeah. So like, you know, commercially it, it works for the business, but yeah, right. I think this is a, a town with a lot of history. And so I think it's, you know, we're kind of to honor that legacy and celebrate the history is kind of a fun thing that's in keeping with the spirit of the town. Right. And, and our brand is also about being fun. Like, you know, we don't, mm-hmm we don't envision ourselves ever being too serious. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, having really nice, simple, clean and classic apparel and, and incorporating sometimes just like fun graphic design. And then having like, you know, little kind of uh, elements around toys is just mm-hmm. kind of like a cool way to keep, keep that fun spirit alive.
2: Yeah. They're the classic toys. And actually the designer of a few of them actually lives in mystic. So. That's, oh, that's yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Small town.
3: yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: So, Amanda, you design the shirts, the apparel, and all that yourself. Who's the main vision behind
2: that? It's it's really a collaboration, honestly, between both of us, yeah.
0: So where do you draw inspiration from? Like, I know it's about the town, but what are some of your favorite parts? The water, the boat's, like, favorite part about the stick?
1: Well, I think, for me personally, I mean, I draw a lot of inspiration, again, kind of from, like, the broader history of. Of New England, and there's a lot of like Ivy League influence, and so we kind of use a lot mm-hmm. of classic university or college block lettering, um, which is you know just inspired by you know, frankly, like all, all the universities that have incredible history from this area. But also, that aside, you know, we are um, actively thinking about how do we draw inspiration from the shipbuilding and sailing uh history from here, and you know, I think. As we evolve the business, we'll probably, you know, maybe like test out some very different designs that are perhaps like well suited for a shipwright, a shipbuilder. Mm-hmm. So you can draw inspiration very directly just from the sailing and shipbuilding right. history that, that you have here. But then again, you know, also just kind of from like old New England history, universities in particular.
2: Yeah. And I think also it's hard finding like between the timeless and staying on trend as well. So I think you think in both of those design elements so Hmm.
0: that's true
1: and then there's there's other brands you know i think that you know you don't want to copy people say you know mimicry is a form of flattery but you know we try not to take that too far and eventually we hope people are copying us but there are some brands out there that are that are kind of like specialize in premium essentials Mm -hmm. you know one of them being ald and you know so i think there's just some really great brands out there that we look at and say like you know like there's a way we could learn from them and we can build that into our own brand and give you know our you know, both the locals and tourists who to enjoy our brand something of that kind of nature
0: um, i like that because some cities you go to bigger cities and stuff when you buy like a shirt or a sweatshirt from there you pretty much like don't wear it again like i feel like like maybe once or twice but your designs are clean and nice and like you said will last the test of time and the styles because it is you and it's you know modern and you can wear it again and again with like different items and especially being up here sweatshirts are popular
2: yeah and same with keeping with great like quality as well we don't want to only wear it for a couple of weeks and then it falls apart yeah so that's like one of our key factors is the
3: quality
0: i hear like music is that you guys or for me it's probably it's probably from us i just hear like the humming of it so i don't yeah
1: <laughs> it's just the vibe of the store i
0: know it's kind of nice it sounds good but you guys know i love to give you all the free tips and business advice so your business can survive and thrive and to keep that going i've created a patreon account where you can become a supporter and get exclusive content one-on-one business advice and ask me all the things so if you'd like to help keep this thing going go to patreon.com design or diy thanks so much. What are some of your most popular items that you sell in the store?
1: Without a doubt, just classic Mystic crew neck. Mm-hmm. People just love those. I mean, so that that's very very popular, and it's kind of like a collectible, uh, which is really cool. Some of the you know some of the t-shirts that have the similar styling are very popular as well. So yeah, it, it's the t-shirts and the crew necks. Stickers are just.
2: Yeah. The knit hats went pretty quick too.
0: Oh um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah yeah yeah, our knit hats yeah. Mm-hmm. More of a winter, winter yeah. style. I have just a couple left as we kind of like push winter away finally.
0: I know, I'm ready. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I've been surprised by just like how much people love stickers. Um, oh, it's popular you know. now for sure. Very popular. I know.
0: Yeah. And postcards. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Still,
3: yeah. Magnets. Uh, magnets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, magnets. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, magnets. Yeah. That's actually something my husband and I collect to like every new city we go to or country or wherever. Yeah. We, we have a magnet. our fridge is like full of those. So that's. <laughs> yeah. And I honestly started that like when I was like 12, I started collecting huh. them. So it's cool that they're still around, you know, postcards too. That is something, I mean, being a visual person and into art and stuff, I always like collect those even for myself. I don't send them mm-hmm. out usually, but just to like hang on a wall or keep a scrapbook or something like that.
1: Yeah. We, we also, I mean, we're very cognizant of, you know, what we merchandise mm-hmm. and not like making it, Kitschy right, or like having exactly. too much because again, simple, clean, and classic—that's kind of the the brand aesthetic. And so, like, we do hear people will come in and be like, "Hey, do you have shot glasses?" And <laughs> you know, it's just one of those other collectibles. Yeah. And so, we usually send people down the street to other stores because, like, I could see those being cool. There's a way mm-hmm. to do that, but like, you know, you, you can't sell everything. So we you know, we try to curate it, simple, clean, and classic.
0: Yeah, that's super important too because then you stay on brand. You're not selling anything and everything. You know, with your exactly. business name, it's also like for certain people and for a certain vibe and style. So, I want to talk more about your process behind the scenes. So, how do you find printers for like printing and stuff like that? How
2: did you think about that? It's definitely been trial and error. I think that's how you start out with every business. Samples are huge, <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. need to get a lot of samples to fine tune everything. But
1: you've. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very long process. Going back to like how businesses can start very easily these days, it's true. Like if you're in the apparel industry, like you can just buy blanks, for instance, and then you know do a Google search for different printers. But you know the quality of the blanks, the quality of the printers, you don't know what you're going to get. So you have to really have a lot of time built into the process and know it's going to take a long time, and then build relationships with different vendors. And they might be in the U.S., they might be overseas. I mean, a lot of this is just kind of old school networking and you know i was previously at nike so i have a lot of contacts in the manufacturing world that i you know have reached out to again kind of the classic old school networking and and finding different vendors to communicate with and you kind of figure out quickly like how well do they communicate what kind of processes do they have and you start making samples and you know start getting those samples back and you start tweaking them Mm -hmm. and So it's a long process, you know, like we haven't fully ironed out our process yet, but it's a work in progress and just, it takes a lot of time and and thoughtfulness.
2: And some of the items we carry in store are local artists, like the ornaments or the candles are actually made in Connecticut. So that, so we still try to like, you know, have a balance just supporting local businesses, I think is huge.
0: Yeah. So what other items besides just apparel sell? I mean, I know you have the toy section, like other kind of local elements.
2: Yeah, like I just mentioned, candles mm-hmm. that are 100% soy. Um, people that actually have one calls, you know, summer, which is like summer in a candle, but everyone like really gravitates towards that one. Um, we have ornaments made by a local pottery artist, hats, of course. A lot
1: of headwear.
3: Keychains. I'm
1: kind of obsessed with yeah, headwear. That I'm, guy. I'm not wearing it now. It's <laughs> we're doing something out there, but, uh, Being professional. Uh, yes.
3: <laughs> the socks sold quickly. Oh, that's right. That's the, right. The,
1: the socks were a big seller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Do you have like a lot of winter items since you are based in Connecticut?
2: Well, because we literally are pretty entered, this is our first winter mm-hmm. kind of experimented, but now again, that will probably fine tune that as well. But so we, yeah, introduced knit hats with pom-poms without pom-poms, you know, experimenting so. yeah. And the quarter hats too.
1: Yeah. Quarter hats were great for winter. We're basically, I mean, we're experimenting a little with different weights of, crewnecks and hoodies because you know some you know you want a super heavy weight for the winter time a lighter one for the summer with regard to like winter items yeah the the knit hats the different styles we had those went very very fast
0: you do like baseball caps too
1: yeah Um, i call them the the industry (laughs) yeah
3: yeah. (laughs) i've been
0: getting into those more i actually just got one uh with my business name on it which is cool yeah nice but for like spring and summer it's nice too. like mm-hmm. those are definitely like back in style i don't know if they ever left but
1: i don't think they ever did either yeah. i've been like stressing about do we want a five panel do we want a six panel do we want you know like now i'm getting into like the depths of the crown mm-hmm. you know going down a lot of rabbit holes um <laughs> it's a big part of the business right. But yeah, I mean, other other things. Just to kind of shout out to another brand too, which is based in Connecticut called Harden, uh, oh, Hartford Denim Co. Oh, yeah. You know, we've had them manufacture some leather coasters for us and some like really really nice leather keychains as well. That's that are embossed with uh, with our branding. Those do pretty well too. So again, just kind of incorporating some of the local businesses, but like nicer pieces. Yeah, just kind of seem to go well with, with everything else that we have.
3: Yeah.
0: And I like that you mentioned that. I didn't even think about it, but it's so true. Your style does have like kind of like diversity style influence. There are a lot of big schools here in Ivy League schools and a lot of people who live here are college students or from what I've seen, because I'm, I'm closer to Hartford. It's something like when you're past the time of like wanting to wear your college stuff too, like fun to this and like, you know, support. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah.
0: What is something you'd love for other small business owners to know when it comes to like starting up your own business? Like what are some things that you figured out along the way that you share with others just in the beginning stages?
2: I would just say, you know, you're pretty much working seven days a week, which is great, but you just have to put the work in like to get it going. But it's also fun when you're starting your own business, collaborating with your brother who are your business partner. It's it's amazing. As far as like starting, like there's a lot of rabbit holes that you're probably going to go down, but you in the end, you know, hopefully narrow it down.
1: From my perspective, I think you just kind of have to start, and you're going to figure it out along the way. And some people are going to have different parts of the business that they stress about more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I stressed a lot about finding a good bookkeeper and a good CPA, because obviously, like you got to make sure you're on top of the boring back office (laughs) financial Yeah,
3: this
0: stuff we don't want to do. Exactly.
1: (laughs) So for me, like you kind of just like pick like what is the item maybe that's like stressing you out about starting the business. Mm -hmm. Outsource that because maybe that's not what you want to do. Get that off your plate so you have the mind share to really focus on what you think you can do super well or what you really love. Right. Yeah. And so we love thinking about new designs and thinking about different materials and you know just like what are we going to put in the store? That stuff. And if you can outsource the rest of it. And we also kind of love the marketing element. We do a lot of our own marketing. We also work with a local guy to help that too. But uh, yeah, my, my advice is just like outsource what you don't love.
2: But still be willing to take on a lot of different hats because <laughs> you, you just really don't have enough
3: on your plate. Always yeah. will.
0: Yeah, especially in the beginning too. It's so hard because I have a couple of friends that are in the process of starting their own business and even little things, getting LLC, getting the permits mm-hmm. like you said for the state, like all that stuff that we don't know. <laughs> I think also finding people that you trust to do the back end stuff for your business. I've had people in the past do social media for me. And like some people, it wasn't really like vibing with my kind of look and style. And so I think having people you trust and sticking with those. I
1: also, I mean, I think it just goes a long way to be transparent and open to feedback and just say like, hey, like, I'm not the expert in this. You might be like, we're open to the education we're learning here we're trying to grow a business you know tell us what we don't know and just kind of being very open-minded about that and nice and you know just kind because like there's just so much you don't know if you think you do then you know that's where it's hard to start relationships
2: yeah just And be willing to also support like all the other businesses in town you know like that's also a thing we want to like get across that we just want to be supportive of everyone in town
0: yeah and safety that's whole mm-hmm. yeah i think you made a good point like trusting the people in their own field too. When you start hiring out for stuff, that's hard. That's something I have a hard time doing. Like, yeah, but delegating that gives you the freedom and the stress-free environment to like focus on what you do best.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And I think you guys having that background too in the different fields, um, probably learned a little bit in each one along the way to kind of bring you
3: where you are now. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you can have a co-founder in a business, I think that's kind of another lesson, which is just, Mm -hmm. it's a nice way to go. It's hard to do this on your own. I mean, you see sole founders here and there, of course, but I think so many companies have co-founders these days and it obviously introduces some complexities, but I think it can be very complimentary.
2: Yeah. And just like bouncing ideas, you know, off each other instead of like, this is good or bad, you know? So I think that's I
0: love that perspective because I think you guys are the first ones on here that are like a co-team like everyone else has been like <laughs> the sole like person and it's hard but I think you know opening up to that other element like having someone go in with you is really awesome that's something I'd be interested in for my wedding invitation business and stuff it's mm-hmm. a lot on your own but it's nice to have someone with you who also like has the same passion
1: yeah if you are doing it alone I mean if you can at least have a mentor or like your inner circle yeah. that you bounce ideas off of because as Amanda mentioned like we all you know whatever idea it is whether it's a design idea or a marketing idea or thinking about hiring somebody you know being able to just bounce the idea off each other is really helpful for making a better decision
0: Do you guys ever butt heads on ideas or decision making
1: i don't think we, we...
2: haven't yet i mean, I mean... if we no. <laughs> kind of come to terms with like Let's try it. Like you know, it can't hurt. Like a lot of it is experimenting. So
1: yeah, I think about it on kind of like, like I don't know a spectrum or like a you know like a survey which says like <laughs> neutral, agree, strongly agree, to like disagree, to strongly disagree. What's
2: the, the term you like to use. I'm not going to die. <laughs> like,
1: I'm not going to die in a hill. Yeah, I'll. That's, I'll, I'll so that. say that's
3: like, what I'll say. I'm like. All
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, I, I often like if there's something that I'm thinking about you know i'll be like i strongly think we should do this mm-hmm. and i be like do you strongly disagree or just disagree and then you could kind of get to be like okay like yeah. i really want to die on a hill for this but you don't so <laughs> like, but if we're both kind of like neutral on something then we might just be like yeah maybe it's not that great but i do yeah.
2: which happens often we, when we talk it through we're like ah, maybe that should be like a few months from now or down the road but like if he's so or like really feel strongly then i'm like yeah go for it like we have nothing to lose at this point, you know.
1: Just-
0: I was going to say, again, it kind of goes back to like trust, you know, trusting the person you're in business with too. And you guys obviously are on the same page. Really awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I think experimentation, going back to the, you know, kind of the previous question just about like or starting a new business. I think you have to be just super willing to experiment. And that's just like a big part of how we operate. Easier to do in a small business, harder to do is to become a bigger company, I think. But, you know, that's a principle I think we want to keep you know, just make sure we always keep that alive because the more you experiment, the more you learn and, and the more, I think you just have more fun.
0: And I think also like realizing maybe you don't have all the answers, right? If you come up mm-hmm. with an idea and it's not working or like you said, you both are like eh, on it, like then maybe it's for the best, like to do it.
2: Yeah. And sometimes we will survey other people, you know, that are in the, i just like, what, what are your thoughts on this? Which is also very helpful.
0: Yeah. Having other people like in the same, realm is really helpful to bounce ideas off of because i mean doing it alone or even just youtube like it's it's hard to know all of it like getting outside opinions too <laughs> yeah so so you guys are open or when are you open to the public oh we're oh, open we're we,
3: we, we, are, yeah. open
0: yeah. okay where are you guys located exactly If is-
1: we're at four east main street in downtown mystic connecticut so we're Right on basically right on the drawbridge, which you can't miss if you drive through downtown. And uh, across the street from us is is the Whalers Inn, which is a big, beautiful hotel. Uh, yeah, we're right on the river, right on the bridge.
0: And one more thing I wanted to ask too if you guys are sharing, yeah. what is the best way to you market your business being the field that you're in?
2: Instagram. Yeah. Really?
0: So that works for like local too. I'm sure you get a lot of walk-ins too, but like passerbys.
2: We do, but we also get locals that are, follow us and be like, oh, I just saw the new shirt that came in. Like we just did a St. Patrick's Day, Shamrock uh, Tea. Shamrock tea okay. and, uh, we're almost sold out of those, but a lot of our locals. So it's just a yeah, great resource.
1: I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of ways to, to market. Instagram for sure, I think is where we've put a lot of our Time and energy because it's all it is kind of fun too. I mean, yeah, I think it's
3: yeah.
1: a, it's just a fun platform. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we started to put some videos on a YouTube page. We've started, you know, working on email marketing. We'll do some SMS marketing, then LinkedIn a little bit. So you know, you, you got all the different platforms. But I think Instagram is just kind of the, the most fun for us, and just makes the most sense as an apparel brand.
2: Yeah, and it covers most of the age brackets as well. Like such a broad spectrum of ages on Instagram. So.
0: Yeah, no, I think you can choose the location and the age bracket, which I think is really cool. And usually for pretty cheap too, even if you just want to get to like a couple thousand or not. exactly. So what else do you guys see for your
2: future of this?
3: just continue to grow and uh
2: fine tune everything that we're doing?
1: We're in a constant evolution, you know, evolutionary process and there's a lot a lot of still low hanging fruit for us to improve. Mm-hmm. Largely I think on, you know, the just how we're running the store, some like the back office operations. But then also with regard to the product, you know, improving some of our manufacturing, you know, supply chains, getting tighter on all of that. Just essentially like building an even stronger foundation so that we can evolve the business further and hire more employees and, you know, really get into doing seasonal drops and, you know, having a seasonal calendar of new gear.
0: I don't know if you wanted to share like like how many employees you have. Like
3: Well, we're
2: we're just starting to, we had one, um, which is great. She was amazing. Um she just we can only hire her part-time, so she went for a full-time job, but we're actually interviewing a few more people today. Yeah, so we are just
1: and, and truthfully it's a family business. So oh, you know, yeah, our parents behind have scenes, been yeah. behind the scenes like helping out with like very you know, sometimes our dad will be literally working checkout. Out. Well, he's out
2: there right now doing checkout while we're on it. That's awesome. I love
1: it. We've had them star in some Instagram reels, mm-hmm. which have been very popular. That's cute. Um our yeah, and our mom does a lot of kind of like back in backroom inventory, like ironing and cool. folding. Um which are truly jobs that you need somebody to do. And so I think Yeah. So definitely. our team is probably, you know, roughly five or six people depending on kind of like you know who you include in, in that mix
2: right. yeah we just have lucked out having them available and able to help us has been amazing That's yeah. super local
1: exactly. very very local <laughs> yeah, one,
2: sure. so
3: yeah.
1: Uh, also thinking like i guess one other topic we can talk about which is just kind of giving back I mean, we do that kind of at a like a you could say like big scale and a small scale at, at the big scale where we're members of one percent for the planet so one percent for the planet. For people who don't know, was started by Yvonne Chouinard, who founded Patagonia. And basically, one percent means that you give back one percent of your sales to a nonprofit. And so, within the one percent network, are all these environmental nonprofits, and you pick one or many, and you basically give one percent of your sales to to those. And so, you know that that operates at you know really even an in international scope. You know, we found a, a local nonprofit partner in that network called green wave and green wave is based in uh, new haven connecticut um, and they basically help build ocean farms to farm kelp and some other aquatic species yeah so this is our first year giving one percent of our sales to them um which is you know it's, it's important so we know we're doing something giving something back
0: and to a connecticut yeah nonprofit to too i by-
1: yeah, so we're we're super proud of that, and that was kind of a big milestone for us to be able to, you know, be able to give back. Yeah, and then even more locally, you know, we we support a number of events that happen, especially in the summertime, like artist-related events. Um, so I think just like the whole giving back strategy is super important to us.
0: Yeah, once you get to a place like, that's really awesome, it's going to like elevate your brand even more and get people to support you all local. That's
1: yeah. And, and I, you know, I think we, we felt also, you know, you have to really, if you can, you have to start this early on because it gets harder as you build the business. If you haven't already kind of built in like to your financial planning that like, Hey, we're going to give some X yeah. amount, you know, then it just gets harder to do it later when those amounts become bigger. Yeah, <laughs> um,
2: it was actually one of the first things that we did. I feel like that the launching of this, we had that on our website, you know, the 1% for the planet. So.
0: And I, I guess I forgot to ask. When did you guys first start this business?
1: October 9th,
0: two thousand twenty-one. Oh, so you're brand new and you already have a shop. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was the spot on the street. Oh, there's been there's I know.
0: There's been a lot of small businesses popping up uh, post pandemic, which mm-hmm. I think is really awesome. I hope we get uh, this. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: But the location right now, we opened last May, twenty twenty-two.
1: Yeah, Thank so we, uh, we're we coming up, actually, on our, our year anniversary of being, a, you know, a true brick and mortar.
0: Exciting. That's really impressive, too. Like, this climate. So, congrats to you guys. Thank you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have a big party in May around Memorial Day as well, which will be kind of be a celebration of that and, and also just like a welcome back summer party. Um, oh, I want to... Oh, yeah, we will.
0: At the shop? Get that At date. the shop. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Let me know when it is. I'll yeah. try to come for it.
1: We we might even have a DJ. Might have a pop-up tattoo <laughs> shop. You
3: want a tattoo? You
2: yeah.
0: Don't yeah. A tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll need the shot glasses. Yeah. That's Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for talking with me today. And let everyone know where they can follow you or see your stuff online.
2: All right. Instagram is at just mystic shop. And then our website is just com. And LinkedIn is just mystic. That's it. And yeah.